Hi friends, I'm Katie. And I'm Lauren. And welcome to OK, But Did You Know? A podcast where we talk about the TV and media that we love with a friend who's never seen it before. Today we're recapping and chatting about Bob's Burgers Season 1, Episode 3, Sacred Cow, and Season 1, Episode 4, Sexy Dance Fighting. So, Sacred Cow is about when a controversial documentary filmmaker places a live cow outside of the family restaurant to make a statement, Bob is livid when it starts to scare away customers. However, to everyone's surprise, Bob becomes attached to the cow and treats the cow like a member of the family. Oh, Melissa. A hundred thousand burgers. Woo! My very first note is the tear-off paper. Yep. She's like, we grossly miscalculated how long it was going to take to get to 100,000 burgers. Yeah, that was a, f- yeah. So, what what did you, th- what what'd you think? That was a blast from the past. Do you like Melissa? I like, I I did like Melissa. I was, I, 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 one of my notes is just Melissa, all in caps. Melissa is wonderful. Um, With the singular I just, I, I wrote, utter. I tried, the, the singular, singular utter. utter. No, I. I didn't know that um, most beef was made from steers. I don't know why I assumed yep. that they also used dairy cows for that, but I guess that makes more sense. I think um, dairy cows theory. eventually go down that road, but probably I think for actual I, meat, it's mostly steers. Yeah, I did not. I did not know that. The what this whole episode just reminded me of the Simpsons episode where Lisa becomes a vegetarian mm-hmm. because they watched a, like a video a clip in school about like basically the slaughter process for cattle and at the very end you just have ralph wiggum going i'm going to bovine university oh my oh my <laughs> it was it's a t- i mean it's that whole character is a non sequitur not that this has anything to do with the episode but like that just reminded me so much of that of that scene i'm just like so you got the lovely introduction of randy uh randy is our mm-hmm. trust fund baby extraordinaire and he does return okay. from time to time, always with a different niche. So okay, he he is a trust fund baby, and so he that that's why you see him making a documentary because he's got mm. time and money on his hands. Uh, but Randy is played by Paul F. Tompkins, and apparently he mm-hmm. has been in BoJack Horseman and American Dad, and okay. Melissa <laughs> is Todd Barry. Who was also in Squid Phillies, which I only know of this show against my my will. <laughs> but because Squid Billies is an interesting time. I was gonna say, I don't think I've ever heard of that show. Watch one episode and tell me what you think. Okay. Don't keep going. Sounds good. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. But that's so they've done mostly voice acting from what I could see for mm-hmm. both of them. But those were like the main things I was like, okay, these make sense for also coming and saying, yeah, I'll come do a voice for Bob's Burgers. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Randy's fun and him and Bob always going back and forth is really enjoyable mm-hmm. because Randy just continues to argue. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think I, I wrote down, um, and this is why people hate documentary filmmakers. Yep. <laughs> Well, probably because they leave a cow out in the rain. I mean, yeah, there there is that. The cow. I I loved Melissa. I will be honest. I love Melissa. I thought. I don't. I don't know what pronouns we should use for this cow. I don't um, either. Yeah, I don't know. It is, it's it's hard. I I want to say she, but that's not entirely accurate. Well, there. Okay, so within the fandom itself, we have one of the biggest things that a lot of people talk about is if Bob is bi. Mm-hmm. 
And for some of us, this is the first episode that we're like, hey, Bob's bi. And yes, I know I'm talking about a cow. I mean, I I literally wrote Bob kissing a cow, a true gay icon. Exactly. So (laughs) this is the first time we see an insight into Bob's sexuality. I love that they started it so early because there are other episodes that you're like, Bob is just the sweetest little bi man and Linda's the supportive wife. Mm Mm-hmm point blank and it's it's wonderful by spouse energy um she yes she does um but him having this relationship of course with the cow knowing he makes burgers it gets it gets better though because did you pay attention this time to some of the puns or just in general to the puns puns? i wrote a few of them down um okay I wrote down dial M for Mooder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, mission A corn plished, and then I just wrote A for effort. <laughs> Comes with corn salsa. It's pun on the phrase mission accomplished. Yeah. Uh, I think those are the two that I wrote down, but I did also, at some point at the very beginning, I wrote, Has anyone done a count of how many puns they do per minute? I don't think anyone's like, done that. Is anyone- that something you're going to start doing? I don't. I, I don't think I have the energy to do that. I think that's something that not somewhat, the energy to do that. I think you need me for once upon a time. I think maybe this is more a thing for you. Um, oh no! To start figuring <laughs> that's out a like, lot of puns. The number of puns per like runtime of an episode just to, to get an average, because um, there's so many of them. You got like two out of like five or six okay. that I've got. Uh, of course, the exterminator van's still the same. Mm-hmm. Rats, all folks. That, that that sadly is the same for the entirety of the first season, okay. but I'm really excited when we get more of those because there's some really good ones. Yeah. The vacant store says building for rent and the secondary sign says crime scene do not cross. And there's crime scene tape everywhere. But also on the banner that says building for rent, it also says crime scene special. Hmm. Because it's a crime scene special. The rent is deducted. Like, de- like, de- like de- 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 you know what I mean? Yes. Less in rent. Less rent. Yes. Uh, another one of the burgers was Pepper Don't Preach Burger. Mm. Papa Don't Preach. Yep. Madonna. And of course, the the last burger that we all actually heard about, the Rest in Peas Burger. Yeah, the Rest in because Peas. Because Melissa sadly did not stay with us and he wanted to have her, them. It? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still, it's Mul- Rest in Peas. Melissa. <laughs> I had a moment. I'm like, what do we call this cow? I don't know. I don't know. I think I wrote down this guy is the worst animal control person ever. He he, he very much is. Um, yep, that's accurate. Very accurate. The petting the petting zoo people. I wrote down at the very end in all caps. The petting zoo people. Petting it's zoo always people. the petting zoo people. It's always the petting zoo. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But I did write down earlier that um, the lady gives me the lady from Tiger King vibes, but I couldn't remember her name. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. I never yeah, she watched gave me Carol that. Baskin vibes. I know. Oh, really? I only know it because everyone was talking about it, and I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, she gave me Carol Baskin vibes. I don't know why. Good to know because I have no idea. I, don't, I know nothing about Carol Baskins. I don't recommend watching Tiger King. I don't recommend <laughs> like, don't it. Don't do it. No. If you didn't do it in that like couple of months that everybody watched it, don't do it now. Exactly. Zero out of ten. Would not recommend. I only have one fun fact. Okay. About this one though. Okay. Can cows walk downstairs? 
I don't know. Can they? Cows can walk downstairs. They just avoid the situation as much as possible, as they are not evolutionary prepared for such steep slopes and foreign leg movements. So while they can, okay. technically, and do have the ability to, they don't like to. Okay. So Linda pushing the cow down the stairs could also like very much be real. Yeah. I wrote down. I just want to know how Bob got him up the stairs. Yeah, that's important. I don't know. Um, I said for the for the mattress, I said that's very innovative of Linda mattress surfing like Queen Clarice. It gave me uh, Princess Diaries too. Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> Melissa has a lot of uh, skill mm-hmm. there. They absolutely do. Because like, why would Randy leave the cow out in the rain if he's advocating for the cow? But no, it's a storm. Exactly. Leave the cow out in the rain. Like what? I guess it it shows the hypocrisy, I guess, of the mm-hmm. people that they, they want to make a statement, but they don't actually care. Which makes the PFETA even funnier in the previous episode. Yeah. Like, it works on so many levels. Mm-hmm. So apart from that, so what else, what, what else do you got for me? Do you have any questions? Um, I don't have too many questions. I did, I, at one point I went down a minor rabbit hole for myself. Um, because I was curious how much four bedroom apartments in roughly that area would cost. You were not the first to do uh, this. They're, ex- <laughs> they're expensive. Like it was like a couple, th- like to rent, mm-hmm. it'd be a couple thousand. So my guess is they have to own the building. So, um, you will find more about that later on. They do rent. Okay. Uh, Louise's oh, okay. room is essentially a closet. It's so small. Okay. So like- Louise wanted her own room. So it's technically a three bedroom apartment and mm. Louise has a very large closet is what it says within the show. Okay. But no, you you will find out more about the owner of the actual establishment in the future. Okay. Um, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah, well, so, as like I went down of like four bedroom apartments for rent on the Jersey Shore is basically what I kind of did. Yeah. It was a basic area. And I was like a couple thousand dollars a month. For four bedroom Plus, you add in that they technically lease the restaurant. Yeah, so they have to pay rent on both. A hundred thousand burgers doesn't seem like enough to make that lucrative, unless he's charging a lot. There's been a lot of people that have like tried to do the math and see and figure out how much Bob technically does mm-hmm. tend to make with the prices yeah. everything is set at. Um, yeah, no, there we do, no one knows how they're surviving. No one knows. Okay, good to know. Good to know that I'm not the only one that has gone down that rabbit hole. <laughs> because by the math, they should not be able to afford what they're doing. No, not at, at all. all. No. Unless Linda's doing something on the side. I don't know what's going on here. I mean, knowing her, probably. Uh, probably. She could probably be in the back alley. She could be supplementing something. Well, you know. Supplementing. Somehow. <laughs> it's a good word for that. Supplementation. Um, I also wrote down, I can't deny that touching meat and plastic packaging is very satisfying. It is? I mean, I I mean, for, I guess people that have like touch aversions, like it's better than touching it without the plastic packaging. I can't say if that specific kind of beef, like the USDA grade, whatever they, whatever it was, I can't say if that specifically is satisfying to touch inside plastic packaging. But like, I also, I, I if I don't have to touch that's, raw meat with my, with my bare hands, fair. I won't. So. The other things happen with meat in the future, so... Just be used to meat as well. I can't wait till you get to that one now. I like I that. keep thinking of all the things you're going to get to see. And I'm like, oh, you're going to like this. I hope. 
because I will completely com- mm-hmm. I will continue yeah. to say the show the first season is the most crass of them all. So if you're not prepared to be a little bit offended, I don't recommend watching. <laughs> I watch The Simpsons. Like, let's be real here. I'm I'm used to oh, we're I'm used to every group possible being offensive being offended. <laughs> I've watched Squidbilly, so I've seen every every type of person mm-hmm. be offended. Because <laughs> Squidbillies, oh god, just tell me what you think. One, yeah, eventually I will watch that. My last, like, minorly unhinged note is just he's not wrong. Infrared is cooler. Infrared is cooler. I, I fully supported that endeavor. I love seeing those bits uh, in anything where it's just like it's night vision. But, like, also Bob get... fully being fine with his children attacking strangers. Like, go <laughs> attack was... the old people. That was part of the plan, <laughs> that was attack the distraction. The distraction oh the other one too when uh melissa starts peeing in the living room and jean's just like let's pee on the floor <laughs> like that is such a little boy like thing mm-hmm. yeah I, seriously yeah and then just also louise trying to communicate or trying to make it seem like the like the cow is communicating is just is exactly what i would expect out of that character y- yeah yeah, she does stuff like that. Um, still not the weirdest thing she's done, though. She's done some other weird things, too. <laughs> I look forward to that. It also just shows how sweet and naive Tina is. Mm-hmm. And to have a younger sibling like Louise, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Poor yeah. Tina. I don't know how she does it. I don't know. So, Sacred Cow, I want to know, what did you do? Okay. I gave it sevens across the board. I gave it uh, sevens for plot, character, and personal because it's. I'm. This is. This was. Like I said, my concern with uh, like so wide scale is if I'm going to be like super gen like generous with things. But I think seven is like is yeah. good. It's it's a good episode. Um, you see a lot of character in Bob and kind of how he just is. I feel like in this episode is just his like personality. You, you get you get a lot of his personality in this one. The plot. I mean, the plot for all these is chaos I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be a, a theme going forward chaotic also puns i think is the ongoing theme yeah chaotic puns given given what the next episode we're talking about is i think chaos is uh <laughs> is a good way of describing this show it's a common theme uh, and, yeah and just again personally like, it was it was good i enjoyed it like it's not like i wouldn't i think i i couldn't i can't tell you exactly if this is how this ranks compared to the other ones i think this is about the same if not a little bit lower mm-hmm. um but not by a lot Okay, it's not too bad. I I have um, 10, 9, and 9 because I oh, love nice. this episode. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Randy kind of grows on you a little bit. Okay. And so for me, like, Randy does not annoy me as much as, like, uh, Mr. Fron does. Mr. Fron mm-hmm. is, like, the one that annoys me the most. Randy, okay. I can tolerate. Um, okay. Personal and plot are both 9s because I enjoy the plot. I love... A little bit of insight. We get to Bob's sexuality. And yes, I know I'm talking mm-hmm. about a cow. Um, and Melissa is just such a fun character because so much goes on with this cow. I mean, they glued a wig to its poor head. <laughs> this poor yeah. cow. And I love this cow. And then for the cow to drop dead. <laughs> little cow heart attack. Cow heart attack. So I, I had to go nine on character. not uh, Non-character, I'm sorry. On personal because I'm just like, R.I.P. Melissa. Mm-hmm. I feel Already. bad for Melissa. Melissa. Rest in peace. Sexy dance fighting. 
When Tina develops a crush on the new martial arts instructor in town, she joins the class and ends up shirking her responsibilities at the restaurant. Bob finds out what's going on and decides to take matter into his own hands. Yeah, my first note on this one's just, what's wrong with Tina? Puberty. Same, babe. Same. I wrote down that this is our first uh, Tina in puberty episode. That's purely about her being mm-hmm. in puberty. So okay. that's actually, that's funny. Let's see. This one, I don't have as many notes for this one, I think, because there was so much going on with it. I was, like, just watching it, and I'm like, wait, I gotta actually, like... Pay attention. Pay attention, yeah. Um, so we get ranch dressing is is not exotic. <laughs> no, it is not. Ranch dressing it's is not, not exotic. Not even... Not exotic, especially not for New Jersey. No. <laughs> I mean, I know we don't know for a fact, but I, I'm, I'm operating under what we said last time with... Uh, it's. Jersey Shore seems to make the most sense. That's essentially where most people believe they're at. I'm with Jean. It's a tambourine. It's a tambourine. It's a tambourine. I don't care what any, any of the videos say. Um, that's a surprisingly high quality orientation video. Right? Like, there was so Do many Do we have another edits. trust fund, baby? <laughs> Possibly. Um, just Brazil. Just in- <laughs> with everything he was doing. Um, why doesn't this guy have nipples? Wait, what? I don't the anime the animation of him. I mean, maybe, maybe I wasn't watching closely enough, but I don't think that um what what, what? what was the instructor's name? Gyro. Gyro. I don't think Gyro had nipples Hold in up. his character design. Let me see images. Where are his nipples? I don't think he has any. <gasps> he has no nipples. He has no nipples. I had to check. The yeah. what? You noticed something I had no idea about. He has no nipples. Every once in a while, I will find these minute things. Wow. That's hilarious to me. I'm sorry. I've wa- <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've watched this episode specifically and other gyro mm. episodes because you're going to get more of him. And I'm like, how have I never seen this? <laughs> um. So do you know what ca- capo- capoeira is? It's a I real mean, thing. Is- yeah, it's real. I don't. I don't know what it actually looks like, but I, I. I do know that it's a real martial art. Afro-Brazilian cultural practice. It's sim- simultaneously okay. a fight and a dance that can be interpreted as a tradition, a sport, or even an art form. Capoeira players form a circle, and at the center of which two players engage with one another. So that's the other fun thing about Bob's is they like to pull in real life things. Mm-hmm. We have actually like watched the show. And they've brought something up that they're doing within it. And me and my husband are like, is this real? We'll look it up like, oh, it's real. This is actually a thing that people do. <laughs> and it's it's actually kind of cool. Because then every time you watch a Bob's episode, you're like, what's real and what isn't? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that because like I think this was a comedian that I watched a while ago that like they would say like these things are too stupid to make up. But I like I like the idea that like there are some things that like we put in animation that are too bizarre to not be real. Yeah. Um, I wrote that uh, Tino being obsessed with Gyro is still funny to me to this day. I was watching the episode and giggling along with it. Like, it's still funny how, Mm because all I can remember is being, you know, 13-year-old girl, only for me it was men and women. (laughs) I I was always, like, (laughs) crushing on either man, women, both, uh, you know, just the chaotic bisexual. But you still yeah. remember those, like, first crushes from when you were younger. It, yeah. They're very strong. Oh, yeah. They're very, like, you, it's so much fun watching Tina because you're just like, I was that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I love seeing more of the family dynamic between them all. They're all dysfunctional, yeah. and it's just a wonderful experience mm-hmm. watching how Bob and Linda are actually really good parents in my eyes because they like actively just allow their kids to be who they are, mm-hmm. and there is no judgment. Gene does some of the weirdest stuff in existence, and Bob may tell him to stop sometimes if he's going too far, but Linda, Linda like fully supports everybody in their endeavors, and it's hilarious. Yeah, that was something I wrote down. I was like, honestly, isn't having a special interest in physical activity something a parent should be encouraging? Yeah. <laughs> like, I want I want to say I tried, like, Taekwondo and Karate multiple times. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in every sport possible, I think. But my issue, so I was in soccer. Yeah, I think I did soccer for two years. I did softball for three years, but I got hurt every single season. Mm. I just got hit. I got hit very frequently one only one of them was my fault um and then i think i did basketball for like six years but that one i can attest to my best friend being on the team and her dad being the coach this episode had a lot going on because you had bob freaking out which in reality it's bob freaking out that his daughter's growing up and realizing that which was really wholesome you get gyro just being an asshole and tina just being tina and then, of course, yeah. being Linda being angry. <laughs> Linda's line of it, Tina's karate concert is the most mom response ever. And then when she was trying to pronounce uh, Troika de... Wait, I can't do it either. I don't even know. Troika de Cordius? That's exactly how Linda sounds when she says it. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it. I'm butchering it. I'm so sorry. Um, but her no even idea. trying to pronounce that. Uh, did you pay attention to the puns on this one? I didn't actually. I would, this one I was more focused on why the man didn't have nipples. You were really, really confused about nipples this this time around. I really was. <laughs> All the things really was. So the vacant store, because pest control van's the same. That's all, folks. Uh, the vacant store says meth. I can a methadone clinic. <laughs> it says meth. I can <laughs> play on That's the mo- amazing play on the phrase. Yes, I can. Uh, we got four different burgers of the day in this one. Oh, okay. We got Forget About It Burger, mm. which makes me really feel like they probably are near New Jersey. Probably. Uh, Chevra Which Way But Loose Burger, a pun on the 1978 film Every Which Way But Loose. Mm. Uh, the Roquefort Files Burger, a mm. pun on the TV series The Rockford Files. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was the co- these collards don't run burger. A oh. pun on the phrase these colors don't run. Yeah. That I remember that one. That was I remember that one. They had a lot of burgers in this one, which sucks cuz like eventually we get episodes that my husband, I told you this is his thing. He watches for these. Mm-hmm. He may not even pay attention to the plot, but he is watching to see what these burgers <laughs> burger names are. And he's pointed out a few times there was no burger in the episode and i'm like are you sure and he's like we'd not physically be able to see it if if it is out there and it's like a thing that they didn't actually put into the show and had planned he pays very close attention to that that's attention to detail so we will very close attention to it that's just my husband yeah I love it. uh so what did you think about bob's 4 30 meeting was it 4 30 yeah i think it was it was a 4 30 meeting um you know uh I understand. I understand the need for structure because I think actually physically mm-hmm. wise, do- having those meetings at the same time every day is actually I think better for you. Yes. Um, but Linda's thing of just have little ones throughout the day is a little more my speed. I wrote that down. Little meetings throughout the day. 
Because <laughs> I wrote it down. Yeah, little meetings throughout the day is a little is a little more uh, realistic for someone that has chronic illness issue. <laughs> Don't we both have like pretty bad digestive issues? I think we do. Um, because you have your thing and I don't have a gallbladder. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I, yeah, also match with little meetings throughout the day. Yeah, I think that makes more sense. Um, but, you know, I, relatable. But, like, I, I do understand that, you know, he wants his daughter to make, uh, to stick to the commitment that she made. But I think that might be one I wrote down, the, you know, having a special interest in physical, in physical activity should be something that you're encouraging. Um, right above that I wrote, so you pooped your pants. Who hasn't? <laughs> Seriously, if you've reached it to the age of 25 and you haven't shit yourself, you're lying. Exactly. <laughs> like, completely. It happens to the best of us. The things we don't realize we're actually going to talk about. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it took a turn. Uh, yeah. So Gyro was played by John Glasser. So he was in, like, Don't Look Up and mm-hmm. Baby Mama. Uh, and if you haven't watched it, don't look okay. up. Please watch it. That one's good. Okay. Uh, don't, be prepared mm-hmm. for an existential crisis, though, when watching it. Okay. It's sat. I think that I think it's considered satire. I think I don't know. Just tell me what you think, because I'm just gonna. Ma- Apparently, we're gonna make each other watch even more things. We'll do. Uh, apart from just this, that's just what happens. That's that's just what happens. That's just what happens. Any other notes on? <laughs> gyro not on gyro although I, I wrote down the very end martial arts dudes are just always jerks why are they always jerks they're always jerks in in, in any piece of media it's they're always the villain of that story it's like a god um, complex yeah other notes i think a couple more that i wrote down that i haven't mentioned was just louise giving um bob more and more sharp objects but then eventually <laughs> yeah. She, I went. Why? What would he do with a whisk? Like of all the sharp objects that she gives him, eventually she just puts a whisk, whisk on the counter. Somebody. I guess you could, whisk, you could somebody. whisk somebody. I'm sure. Um, and then lastly, when you know he's he's he, I guess was he not talking to Tina or whatever? And so like Louise is, goes out to like get her back, and she just goes like mm-hmm. he's like go and never come back. I start down like Louise, get out of here, run away and never return. <laughs> And the comes right back inside. Couldn't be helped. <laughs> and of course, Bob is still like, thank you, Louise. Yep. She's just, she's gone. I, I love it though, because it like allows the kids to be so creative. Yeah. No, it does. He's, he's, I mean, he's clearly a very supportive father. And I do agree that a lot of this episode is kind of him being a little bit afraid of Tina growing up and kind of not being at home anymore. I still stand by. I do think that there's something against a 13 year old working the grill. Um, I still think that's not legally allowed. Uh, that will continue. Many child labor laws have been broken in this show. Child uh, labor laws. But I do. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand the mentality of kind of being afraid to kind of like let go with it. But ultimately, like he does want to protect her because the thing is, it's not. It's not a fair situation for mm-hmm. her there. So. Yeah, it's definitely a situation, like, seeing it from a parent point of view, too, is I want my kids to fulfill their responsibilities and the promises they make. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, you have to give your kids space to do other things apart from only what you want them to do. And it's not easy. It's actually really hard. Mm -hmm. But it's just a part of parenting that 
you probably won't experience. No, <laughs> yeah, we, free by choice. Yeah, we've got we've we've got the two dynamics of the parent and the child free by choice. Chaos monkey. Chaos monkey. Okay, this got more fun. That's what. See, that's <laughs> chaos monkey is a phrase that I use for for characters on other shows, and I just I've just now adopted it for myself. So we have the dragon queen and the chaos monkey. I think that's fairly accurate. <laughs> so who is your favorite character so far? Cause you've actually been introduced to quite a few characters in four episodes. Yeah. Um, I think Linda is still in that top spot. She hasn't quite moved yet. Um, and I will admit, like, I think I said last time uh, when we talked about Bob's that I said, um, Louise is annoying, which therefore means she will be my favorite character. Um, I think she's already there at number two. Ooh. I like I like the chaos that she brings. Who's your least favorite so far? Probably Jean. That's a common answer. <laughs> like he's very much like you said, he's very much an eleven year old boy. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just I mean, like I understand, like, you know, fart jokes are funny. I do understand. Um, I, I give him props for his, um, sampling abilities. Cause I will say that like in, the in sacred cow, I, I think I wrote down a note about like the dog bark. I'm like, nope, good timing. I, I appreciate this. So, but I think right now of the, like the core people we've met so far, I think he's my least favorite. The usual consensus with like, uh, people in the group and the fandom, cause there's actually a really big Bob's burgers, Facebook group that I'm still in. Mm. It's no. huge. It's absolutely huge. There's so many people in it. And it's really fun because everybody talks about the show and everything else. And the common Mm -hmm. consensus is is the most disliked characters that I personally have seen are Jean and Teddy. Okay. Which makes sense because they're actually, I think, pretty much written to be a little bit annoying. Yeah. Like, you kind of love them for who they are, but they do tend to be, like, a little bit annoying where you're just, I've had enough of you. Whereas, give me the rest. Exactly. Yeah, I see that think that's all the notes i had though so what's the score yeah what's your yeah score on yeah our score is for sexy sexy dance fighting that one um this one got i think it's it's sexy dance fighting it got i gave it a six for plot an eight for character and a seven for personal so like kind of seven for personal like it's i i enjoyed it for what it was and there was many many relatable parts of it i think plot wise Mm -hmm. maybe because I'm coming at this from like the, I see what he's trying to do, but like, let the kid be a kid thing. I'm like, I guess maybe because I'm not coming from the parental side of it, I am getting a little frustrated with Bob in this. So plot wise, and like this one, this is a very formulaic episode. Like we see this in a lot of sitcoms, right? So it's like, it's, it's, that's, I'm going to go with, that's why I gave it a six uh, an eight for character. Cause we saw a lot about the characters and like, we got a lot more into Tina. We got a lot into her dynamic with her parents and where she's coming from. So I think that, so it's gave it, it's got a 21 out of 30. Okay. Do you feel like Bob redeemed himself? I think so. I did like that. his he, actions. I do. I, I like that he, in the end, did try to fight for his daughter's honor. That's, I think, my favorite part, actually. Um, And then, so I had for Sexy Dance Fighting, I had a nine on character. Uh, Gyro's not as annoying as Mort. <laughs> that's the common theme for me okay if he's not a not mort not mort gyro's not as um gyro is not as annoying as mr frond i was wrong he's not as annoying as mr frond so we're, we're pretty good there okay. personal and plot okay so plot was seven for mm-hmm. me 
Uh, it's I mean I I enjoy this episode, but it's not exactly like I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. Gyra it introduces Gyra, which we do see again eventually, but it's not my favorite. I feel that. <laughs> and personal, but personal still an eight. So it's not the worst, but it's also not the best. But still, for me, that's a twenty four. Okay, <laughs> so that's I don't. I am chaotically rating this. I think that's kind of the point of the numbers is it's it's numerical chaos. Because we'll get, to, chaos, yes. we'll get to see the averages like when everything is all said and done. Um, but ultimately the reasons behind them, you know, it's just it's it's chaos. This is what happens the when the entire show is chaos and I absolutely love it. Like this is what happens when you give the chaos mon- monkey access to numbers. Does watching the episodes you've seen, does it make you want to keep watching? Oh, absolutely. Like watching Okay. Like watching the shows further this week of recording and like both the Bobs and the Once Upon a Time stuff. I mean, I was it was such a reprieve for my brain last week, especially the Bobs episodes. Like I can see like why people get so invested in this show because it is just when there's so much else going on, you know you can watch the show that's gonna be mildly chaotic, extremely entertaining. And it's just going to like kind of calm your brain down. I absolutely see why people love this. And I it's a calming chaos. It really is. Exactly. It's, it's controlled chaos. And I am Mm -hmm. becoming one of those people that is very much uh, looking forward to watching my weekly controlled chaos. And I think that's why I still watch as much as I do Mm -hmm. is I could be going through the worst thing possible and dealing with all this stuff, like being a mom and everything. But when I do finally get to sit down and turn Bob's burgers on, it's 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 like a breath of fresh air. I get to relax. It's mm-hmm. almost Pavlonia, Pav, Pavlonian, Pav, Pavlovian. Pav- right? Pavlovian. Pavlovian. I was missing a V. It's it's almost Pavlovian at this point. You turn mm-hmm. it on, and I'm just like happy. I can't <laughs> help it, but I'm okay with that, and that's why it's my comfort show. Exactly. Thank you all for listening. Join us next time when we discuss Once Upon a Time episode 103, Snow Falls. Don't forget to like, rate, and follow the podcast wherever you listen so you can be notified every time we publish a new episode. And follow us on obdyk underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. This has been an episode of OK, But Did You Know? A TV and media podcast. It was hosted by Katie and Lauren and edited by Katie.